This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. everybody welcome to show 339 aussie mac zone we're lucky enough to have zan back with us tonight how are you mate fantastic yeah, a bit better than last week oh yeah i apologize <laughs> everybody I fell, I uh fell asleep on monday night at like four o'clock <laughs> i didn't wake up again until four o'clock monday um, tuesday, tuesday morning yeah yeah so are our aussie apple ramblings this week Apple reveals lineup for its biggest ever worldwide developers conference, WWDC 20, to include keynote address platforms, State of the Union, 100 plus engineering sessions, all new developer forums, one to one labs with more than 1,000 Apple engineers, and more. Now, in its 31st year, WWDC 20 will be the biggest WWDC to date, bringing together the global Apple developer community of more than 23 million in an unprecedented virtual way from the 22nd to the 26th of June, US Pacific Daylight Time. Awesome. Apple, yes. Apple, uh, just the other day, shared the WWDC 20 lineup, including keynote and platform State of the Union timing and information on how developers can learn about the future of iOS, iPadOS, macOS, tvOS, Watch OS and engage with Apple engineers. So the special event keynote will be on the 22nd of June, 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I think that's right. Uh, might even be the might be the 23rd of June our time. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> have to well, check. yeah, we'll have to check that. <laughs> Yes. And get back to you all. <laughs> yeah, because it's on Tuesday. Yeah, well, it time. says here, uh, engineering sessions are the 23rd and 26th of June. Yeah. Starting the 23rd of June, PT developers will have the ability to learn how to build the next generation of apps with more than 100 technical and design-focused sessions. Yeah. So, discover exciting new innovations and updates to all Apple platforms Later in the year, the keynote address will stream directly from Apple Park via Apple.com, the Apple Developer app, the Apple Developer website, the Apple TV app, and YouTube, and will also be on demand um, playback after the conclusion of the stream. And for viewers in China, the keynote will also stream to Tencent, IQE, Billy Billy, and UQ. The State of the Union will be at 7am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Hear directly from Apple engineering leaders as they dive deeper into the latest advances across iOS, iPadOS, macOS, tvOS and watchOS. And the State of the Union will be available on demand via the Apple Developer app and the Apple Developer website. And again, through those Chinese ones. And then, yeah, we've got uh, the developers with their design focus, all of that's, that's happening for a couple of days and you'll still be able to view the, uh, view the, uh, the talks that each of the developer 
Apple guys give to everybody. Yep. There's a redesign coming the 18th of June. Uh, the all-new developer, Apple Developer Forums, will connect directly, sorry, connect the developer community with more than 1,000 Apple engineers uh, so you can learn from the exploits. There's also one-on-one -on -one developer labs by appointment. So obviously you've got to go in and make an appointment somehow and the developers will be able to request an appointment with the Apple engineers who help build the latest advances in Apple platforms offering one-on-one -on -one technical guidance and in-depth details. That'll be the hardest part because it's one-on-one yeah. -on -one instead of saying talking to 10 people at a time, they're only talking to one. Yeah. Yep. Um, so developers are encouraged to download the App of Developer app or additional WWDC 20 information will be shared ahead of the uh, 22nd June. That's US Pacific Daylight Time. Now, what about Story 2, which I've got a pick for? Story 2. Yeah, this is really cool, eh? Story 2. Yes. Well, I was actually quite excited about this. With coronavirus shutting art galleries, Animal Crossing New Horizons lets Perth's Nathan Beard stage a virtual exhibition. The gates are open at Paradise Isle Slovetia. And guests will be flying sh in shortly, assuming their internet connection holds up. For the <laughs> first Australian art exhibition staged within the video game Animal Crossing New Horizons. In one flick of his star wand, our host, artist Nathan Beard, transformed his avatar Nini, his alter ego in the game, into an arty beatnik, replete <laughs> with black beret, turtleneck, and John Lennon T-shade style sunglasses. And that's what we're looking at at the moment on the screen. That's right, that's the picture on the screen, everyone. One after another, chartered Dodo Airline seaplanes begin their descent into Slovetia, where Nini is exuberantly waving and welcoming his incoming visitors for an artist-led tour. This is the second time Beard has staged his exhibition, titled White Gilt 2.0, the first time at Sydney's first draft gallery, but it closed in mid-March, just 12 days after opening, due to the lockdowns. Then on March 20, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Horizons, Horizons. Sorry, launched <laughs> on Nintendo's Switch. Within six weeks, the game sold 13.4 million copies worldwide. That's insane. I know. Self-isolated at home in March with all future projects indefinitely paused, feeling anxious and precarious, Beard decided to swap his art studio for the alternate reality of AC, colon, NH. <laughs> <laughs> this month, as national collecting institutions open their doors, Beard will instead be guiding groups of up to six Animal Crossing players at a time with narration via Zoom around the virtual world where he has re recreated White Guilt 2.0 as White Guilt 2.5. So to learn, learn more, there's a, a link to the abc.net.au news page. Now, for the gaming tonight, we've got a special guest. A very special guest. Yes, it's I a very special wait. guest. This is going to be great. So what we're talking about tonight, um, I don't know if I should let him introduce it or if I should... Or whatever, but um, I'm just waiting for him now. 
He should get this in a second and be on his way in. Yes. Oh, I can hear him. Because because there's a slight delay in the Facebook, so he hasn't got the... That's why there is a little delay here while we're waiting for him, for our guest to come in. This is pretty special. Yeah, I'm back. All right. Who is it? <laughs> oh! And he's well-dressed. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Say so, hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. You don't have to talk yeah. like that. Just look straight up there. See? Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about fledgling heroes. Such a great game for beginner gamers. We've been playing it over the weekend, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And what did we do? Bunnies. Yeah, we saved some bunnies, yeah. And what else did we do? Um, and we also got a new character. Oh, we a new did? character, yeah. A new character. He was a penguin, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And what we was the really cool part was is we got to build our own... Uh, level. That's right. We got to build our own level. Wow-wee. That's right. And so... Fledging Heroes is such a great beginner game. It really is. I have my five-year-old. This is him. Say, I'm Mason. I'm Mason. Hello, Mr. Mason. <laughs> and uh, we played over the weekend. I couldn't believe how kid-friendly the game was. Uh, all the instructions were really simple and talked through, but I need to sit down. <laughs> and um, uh, they... They showed you, showed you, like gave you an example before playing. They showed you what you had to do, and <laughs> then you got to give it a try, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And then once we got through five levels, we got to build our own level, didn't we? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's watching. He's watching the phone because yeah. the phone's delayed, so he gets to see himself in the faces <laughs> into the camera. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Isn't that great? Do you know everyone around the world can see you? Because we're live. Around the world. Around the world. With Mason. Anyway, right now. So, uh, yeah, so they, they talk through it. I know I can see. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they talk you through it. They give you a video tutorial on how to do it. And then they let you try and attempt to play the level. Now, once, you, once you've done that, and, and like it, it is, it's so easy. They show you everything you have to do. They tell you what button to press, and then you do it. And you get through about five levels, and that's when they teach you to cope. So now they're explaining to you how to place a coin. They're explaining to you how to place a barrel. They're explaining to you how to place a feather that you have to collect. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Until you, you collect get the feather, did you, Mason? And also got baby shark cookie. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the cookie. And um, what else did we do? Um, did you headbutt a shark? I got headbutted by a shark. Oh. I By a shark. Headbutt by a shark. <laughs> and uh, what else did we do? And we... And I have my medicine. <laughs> it's because I got 
leg rubbing pain. And, oh, and then I get to think of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so wait, we're talking wait, about wait, the game. Wait, what? What? I don't know, I can see. No, 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 I mean, I mean, water drinks water. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what else did you do in the game? In the game, in the game. Ah. Uh, Ah. And, and, and then and then I start speaking with a little microphone. That's not the part of the game. Look, I'll show you something really cool. Yeah. Hi, Hi, Mr. Iper. Mason. How are you? Good. Oh. <laughs> what did you do in the game? All right. Anyway. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah, so we. Are you going to tell me what he did? What were you going to say? Yeah. So what did you do? You you built a level. Yeah. And then you became the penguin. Yeah. You became the penguin. And, um, well, his character did. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I went, and then, this morning I went on my iPad. <laughs> All right. Did you have Excellent. fun? Did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Excellent. Are we going to play it again? Yeah. Yeah? How many apples out of five would you give it? Uh, ten. Ten apples out of five. <laughs> Well there done. we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you can go back and do what you've got to do. Yeah, no, right. Thank hey. you very much for coming in, Mason. Oh, I don't want Hunter yet. I'll have him soon. All right? I'll let you know. Can we cuddle? Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Say, hey, come here, come here. Hey, Mason, come here. Say, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, you don't need these. Thanks for having me, iPod. <laughs> and the world. Wave to the world. What? <laughs> well done. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That was a success, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'll tell you. Sorry, hang on. Two minutes. You can come out in a minute. Hunter's going to give us the uh, the end mm-hmm. tonight because if Mason does it, Hunter has to do it too. That's right. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Game two. Let me finish this one first. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you at the fifth level, uh, you finish that, and a little balloon like um, Zeppelin pops up, and it says "Lab" on the side, and you go in, and you're a McCall, and and uh, and your other character is a penguin, and you go in and you meet a cockatoo. And he's a professor, and he's the one that does all the coding and teaches you how to do it, and you build your build your level. And like I said, it's very, very kid based. It's very friendly. It's a lot of fun, and it gets them in not just gaming, but then you know, actually learning how to put the game together itself. And and um, and that level that you make then goes online as part of their you know sort of level. And if your level gets played a lot. It's put into the game, and so a whole bunch of kids from around the world that have this game on Apple Arcade, yeah, get to play it, get to build their level, they get to play your level and a bunch of other kids' levels, and um, yeah, I think the best ones get picked to go through. That's excellent. Yeah, so excellent. very cool. Uh, anyway, game how, two. How many, and one minute. How many apples yep. did you give it? Oh, how many apples did I give? Look, I, I didn't give that one any apples. I thought I'd let Mason give all the apples to that one. And he, he definitely gave it more apples than I would have. Um, but that's his game. So that's, right. yeah. that's how it goes. Cool. Yep. All right. So this is um, 
Shinsake into the depths. So first thing first, this game's a Capcom game. So we all know who Capcom is. They make Street Fighter and, you know, all those awesome old school uh, fighting games. They make uh, Ridge Racer Revolution, um, a whole bunch of other really, really cool games from the uh, 80s and 90s. Capcom were the, you know, go-to people if you wanted good gaming. Um, so they make good games, right? Yes, mm -hmm. right, they do. And this game's no different. Okay. Apple and Capcom uh, teamed up to make this epic adventure game. The world's flooded and has been covered in ice, forcing us to go into the depths. You have to search around for minerals and air, uh, air tools and any sorts of upgrades you can make to help uh, while you're, you go deeper and deeper into the abyss. I'm enjoying playing this game. I, I love it. Uh, I love Capcom. Like I always, I've always been a big fan of Capcom. You know, they've got uh, Capcom vs. Marvel, Street Fighter vs. Marvel. They've got Street Fighter vs. Capcom. They've got like so all their Japanese like Street Fighter style games, all in the one. And um, this is this is no exception. It's just it's just phenomenal. Like the the graphics are great. There's underwater creatures. The ice is continuously chasing you uh, while you're trying to find you know what you need to go deeper and deeper into the water. And um, in this really cool futuristic diving suit. Um, yeah, and like I'm probably. I'm hoping I'm only not even a quarter way through, uh, but it just it's just so interesting and so much fun. And so I'm hoping uh, that there's a lot more to get you know, get through it. Uh, I can't see, I can't wait to see what more I, I get to do. So I'm going to give uh, this one, I don't know, say four apples out of five. Okay. Because it's, it's a fun game it's arcade quality um you, you've got that um sort of uh oh, abe's odyssey uh sort of feel to it as well uh so yeah, yeah i enjoyed it that's excellent yep excellent so we've got um entertainment yep and my entertainment's that one Apple's premiere, the feature film Greyhound, starring Tom Hanks, setting sail globally on July 10. This highly anticipated film to debut exclusively on Apple TV+. Plus, Apple today unveiled that Greyhound, an inspiring action-packed film starring and written by Tom Hanks, stars as a long-time Navy veteran who, as a first-time captain, is tasked with protecting a convoy of 37 ships carrying thousands of soldiers and much-needed supplies across the treacherous waters of the Atlantic during World War II. For five days, with no air cover, the captain and his small, small force of three escort ships must make their way through an area of the ocean known as the Black Pit, battling Nazi U-boats while protecting their invaluable ships and soldiers. 
Greyhound is inspired by events during the Battle of the Atlantic, which took place in the earliest months of America's alliance with Great Britain and the Allied forces. Stephen Graham, Rob Morgan and Elizabeth Shue star alongside Hanks. Greyhound was written by Tom Hanks, directed by Aaron Schneider and produced by Gary Goetzman. Apple landed the worldwide rights to Greyhound, a playtime production from Sony Pictures slash Stage 6 Films following the COVID-19 theatre closures. So this is, would have been premiering at a theatre, but yep. they've got it and Excellent. away we go. Now we've got something else I've been enjoying on the entertainment side. Yep. It's on YouTube. It is. Postmodern Jukebox. These guys are great, aren't they? They are awesome. One of them uh, has Wayne Brady from Whose Line Is It Anyway? singing a 1930s jazz version of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh, fantastic. They're, they're mostly um, they're jazz, jazz renditions of popular songs. Yeah, jazz and dance hall. Yeah. So, from really the, cool. and I don't mean dance hall Jamaican, I mean dance hall 1930s, the 50s. Yeah. yeah uh, dance true. hall, you know, rock and roll and like jazz to rock and roll. Um, yeah. And they're very good. Uh, the first time I ever heard them was about seven years ago when Kelly N uh, introduced me to them. Yeah. There you go. Um, so. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been listening to them ever since. Uh, also, what did you think of uh, Central Park? Yeah, I've watched a couple of episodes so far. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, up to different. date. Okay. Yeah, I'm up to date with them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Actually, it's so funny and so quirky, yeah. and it's just something so different. Yeah, very light. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Sorry, that's all right. We've watched, um, we've watched all the way through to the end of. Uh, the series of Defending Jacob, which was, yep. yeah, that, that finished with a special, like, double episode right at the end with um, some changes that, like, things that you never even thought were going to happen, so. Yeah. Uh, I also got, on iTunes, I got, um, oh, what was it called? I was just watching it. Are you kidding me? Avenue 5. Uh-huh. It's a HBO series with Hugh Laurie as, oh, yeah. uh, a captain of a space slash spaceship slash cruise liner. <laughs> um, and it's hilarious. So I've only watched one episode and I'm absolutely in love with it. So yeah. with Josh Gad and uh, which I, I love Josh Gad. He is uh, one of my favorite actors at the moment. He's doing this thing on YouTube. Actually, you should check it out. You would love it. So on YouTube, Josh Gad's got a thing. And the first one he did was the Goonies. And he yeah, got all yeah. the cast, the Goonies, back together, uh, all via Zoom. And uh, so it was in the Corona. And uh, they're all together there in the Zoom world. And they're all talking about uh, the movie. And uh, there's like Spielberg's there, the whole bit. <laughs> like, and they're all talking about doing the Goonies and how much fun they had as kids. And, you know, um, they do lines from it. Um, yeah, uh, it's it was really good. And they've done Back to the Future as well now. Yeah. So uh, they had Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd on there. Um, and a couple other ones I can't remember. But it's, yeah, it's great to watch. 
Um, oh. I just can't remember what it's called. I could look it up, I guess. Hang on a second. I'll see if I can yeah, well, look it there's up. There's another, another thing on YouTube I've been, I started watching tonight. Yeah. There's a magician called Chris Hannibal. Yeah. Um, you start off by watching the second oldest trick, sleight of hand, uh, and then it just, that's, you know, two copper cups and moving balls between them and brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then he, yeah. he's got ones where he does card tricks and just oh, cool. awesome, like really, really clever man. <laughs> I love I love that sort of stuff. Magic's, I love magic, so magic's oh, great. This one's great. There's one on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube on Netflix is a magician. I can't remember his name now yeah. for life of me, but he's really good as well. Yeah. Well, he says he, he talks about this is his favourite joke of all time, and it's it's a card trick, and he gets two girls up, and they count out cards, and then they've got to put the cards in into their breast. Yeah. But then he, yeah, he gets like gets them to put ten cards in here and ten cards in here, and then they count out, and then they've got seven cards and thirteen cards without doing anything. He says it's his favorite trick of all time. <laughs> all right, so I found it, and it's called Reunited Apart. Uh-huh. And um, so they've done Ghostbusters, Lord of the Rings, um, Goonies, Back to the Future. Uh, that's all I can find. Okay. So, so I think it's basically the 80s movies that he must have, and like it was and Lord of the Rings but most of the 80s movies he loved when he was a kid mm -hmm. so reunited apart Josh Gad YouTube all right very cool so how to how to how to recover your pages numbers uh, or keynote document password Mac 911 from Macworld for extra security, you can set a password for a pages, numbers, or keynote document in macOS. With the file open, choose File, Set Password. But what if you forget your password? This is common if you have a Mac with Touch ID and rely on your finger to bypass entering whatever secret you set. The app stores the password in your Mac's keychain for later reference. If you either forget the password or shift the document to a computer without Touch ID, you recover your password from your keychain. So we open Applications, Utilities, Keychain Access. Search for the document's name. You can also look for its entry in the list. It'll be labelled as an iWork document password because that's the iWork was the original name of, of the productivity suite. Yep. Double-click the entry. Check the Show Password box. When prompted, enter your account password. This reveals the password in the show password field. You can copy that or keep it in eyesight as you change or remove the password in your document. Cut the provider host button about using a password. If you haven't stored the password in your keychain, you can't recover it. If you transfer the document to another computer without migrating the keychain and you don't remember the password and no longer have access to the first Mac, you still can't recover it because hmm. you can't set the password. That's why you've got to remember what your passwords are. So, yes. So that's a good start. How to how to remember those passwords? Yeah, um, cool. Yeah. Now again, I've been enjoying Forgotten Australia podcasts. 
Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but so Sunday, so and uh, was this one that says Sunday nights on ABC. Yeah. News had a feature about some school kids that have created a podcast called Grow Your Mind. The Grow Your Mind podcast, uh, brain-boggling facts, animals on walkie-talkies, and how broccoli and friendship have more in common than you think. (laughs) That's right. Hosted by an entertaining class of... uh, Year 12, oh, 12 year old students. 12 year old students, yes. Oh, so I said, for a minute, I read it backwards and it said year 12. <laughs> That's right. And then it was 12 year old students. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Grow Your Mind podcast uses storytelling, interviews, and humor to increase children's understanding of the, their mental health and ways to be resilient. So download free episodes, themed coloring in sheets and relax while you listen to topics exploring um, gratitude, healthy friendships, courage, uh, benefits, uh, benefit mindset, the importance of movement and hope. Yeah. This is fantastic. I love this. I'm definitely going to download this. Yeah. Um, you sit there and talk about it with your kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, you know, my, my class would love this. You know, I've got a year seven class that would just, this is right up there, Ali. Yeah. You know, and I think um, they would just, yeah, yeah. they would yeah, absolutely love that sort of stuff. And I think a lot of people could deal, uh, utilize some yeah. of the, yeah. the stuff as well. Now, also, there's another link in the show notes underneath that one, which is, it's a link to a page. Yep. Uh, aimed at students to help explain mindfulness. Awesome. Which is also another good one. That's yep. again from pardonmeeducation.abc.net. Yeah. So what about uh, now? Apple announces iTunes U and iBooks author will be discontinued. What's that? iTunes U which is yeah. like a, a uni- stands for university, but it's a, oh, yeah. a, a learning one. And iBooks author, which is the way to make um, books that have got film clips and stuff in them, like interactive yeah. type books. So Max Stories reports last week through two new support pages that have been posted on Apple's website, the company announced that iTunes U would discontinue at the end of 2021 and iBooks author will become unavailable much sooner on July 1st, 2020. Oh. They basically want you to start using using yeah, pages, the, pages yes. instead, instead so of pages instead of yeah that's right so yeah. you you'll use pages instead yeah. it obviously can do all the same stuff in pages nearly all of it yeah and yep. because we've got the developer conference next week they might say yep. well we've moved all of that stuff to pages anyway yeah that's right or this is yeah. bits that no one Maybe that, so. that's what I was about to say. Like they might be like, guess what? Pages is, you know, <laughs> yeah. and boom, and then uh, I'll just say, look, pages is the way to go. And they do that all the time. I love these developer conferences because they always like pull out some sort of magical thing out of their hat, and you're like, oh, yeah. awesome. So that's right. So while both announcements are noteworthy since they concern software with long histories, signs of these moves has been visible for years. 
iTunes U has received minimal investment of late as Apple has redirected resources to its classroom and schoolwork platforms. And iBooks author similarly has grown stagnant as many of its features have been made their way to Pages Update. Apple is recommending that publishers of iTunes U content move their content over to podcasts or Apple Books as appropriate. Yep. Private content, on the other hand, is better suited for moving to schoolwork. So, yeah, more things happening. And what awesome. about... How about this one? Yeah. 12 things I learned by switching from my $1,400 Galaxy S20 Ultra to my 399 iPhone SE. Yes. PC World explains it's been a long time since I used a phone with a 4.8-inch screen and a home button for more than a few minutes. But when the iPhone SE arrived on my doorstep last month, I popped the SIM out of the Galaxy S20 Ultra and, and stepped back to 2016. Yeah, sorry about the update bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After the initial shock, which was uh, initially like I leaped from a luxury car to a motor scooter, <laughs> I settled in and immediately began to learn some important things about Android versus iOS. I knew the camera would be way better on the Galaxy S20 Ultra, so you wouldn't uh, find any you know, shootouts here. But such a drastic switch made the two phones' strengths and weaknesses crystal clear, and in some cases, painfully so. Size doesn't really matter. Over the past, However, many years we've come to, what's an awesome word? Equate. Equate bigger with better. <laughs> and um, if that was the case, I'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got my size and, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> um, bigger, better when it comes to phones, whether it's the S20 Ultra or the iPhone 11 Pro Max. I thought that moving from a 6.9-inch phone to a 4.7-inch one would be torture. I was wrong. There were a few tweets in my uh, fewer tweets in my feed and more scrolling while reading, but it was an acceptable trade-off to enjoy true one-handed operations. <laughs> the SE has shown me it's really not so bad to go back to a, a sub six inch display, especially with such a reasonable price. When I picked up the S20 uh, Ultra now, it feels comically large and heavy. Apps on Android are simple, simply inferior. Size might not matter, but speed does. As I do with every new phone, the first thing I do on the iPhone SE was install a dozen or so apps that I, I use on a regular basis. Slack Ring, Twitter, Chrome, and a handful of others. While they're all essentially the same on both platforms, the user experience on iOS is across the board better. Even if you don't use Apple's apps, Apps on iOS are faster, menus are smarter, and navigation is so more intuitive on iOS. 
even with some of Google's own apps. I might be gaining a lot more screen with the S20 Ultra, but there's little point when the apps don't know what to do, uh, the apps don't know what to do with it. That extra screen space. Yeah, the extra screen. Yeah, and now, always on, yep, go. Yeah, and an always on display is a necessity in 2020. Apple doesn't even offer an always on display option for its OLED phones, so I wasn't surprised that the LCD-based iPhone SE doesn't have one. But man, do I miss it. It's most glaring when I want to check time in the middle of the night, but it's equally annoying at work when I glance over to see a blank screen a few seconds too late after a notification appears. Yeah. Now, also, the right haptics make everything better. On the iPhone SE, they're an extension of the hardware and a subtle blending of the physical and digital worlds. Roll your eyes all you want, but the haptics and haptic touch on the SE elevate the system in a way Android phones just don't. The SE, the phone SE's awesome speed is more than the chip. The iPhone SE is getting a lot of praise for its speed and it's rightfully so. It's, a, it's as fast as the 11 Pro and faster than the fastest Android phones. But the phone speed is more than a benchmark, uh, more than benchmarks. Even when you're not using the app, iOS is smarter, quicker, and more intrusive than Android. Need to fill in a password? Just tap the key icon, and you can quickly access your password manager or your or managers of choice. Taking a screenshot after you edit or share, you'll get a prompt asking if you want to delete it. Want to silence your phone? Flip the switch on the side. Yes, you can. <laughs> Find some of the uh, these things on Android phones, but altogether, they make the iPhone feel like a complete package that's optimized and uh, sorry accelerated. Accelerated. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Now there are there are about five or six other things in his story. Yep, which is certainly worth a read to go through, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've spent a lot of time looking at the SE yeah. uh, because I want to replace our phones. Um, our phones are, uh, get old uh, and um, I, I want to, you know, I want to update. Um, we hadn't done it in probably about five years now. Yeah. I've got the seven, uh, thanks to you. Um, but Kellyanne... Uh, 6s broke and she's back to the big six plus yeah um and so i said to her you know once we got everything sorted out i'll start putting some money away and um you know in the next few weeks I'll, I'll buy a new phone uh when we went through um apple and had a look at the phones the one she chose was the se yeah. because it still has the home button and she really likes the home button she yeah. doesn't like the no touch and I don't blame her. I, I like the home button too. Uh, but what it was for her was size. She likes the smaller phone. Yep. You know, she's cool with the kids and everything like that. The bigger phone can be a handful and having to put it down instead of just sort of sticking it in a pocket or, or whatever. She can just, yeah, you can deal with it quite much easier. So I and think the bubble yeah. wrap won't cost you anywhere near as much that you wrap, got to wrap your phone. <laughs> that's right. 
And so, um, yeah, I think when we update our phones, which will be in the next few weeks, uh, Kellyanne will get an SE and I'm going to buy an 11 Pro. <laughs> or we wait till September. Or we could wait till September. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I really want the three cameras. There might be four like, cameras. Yeah, there might be. You never know. Yeah, we got a guess, but yeah, I could always just trade it in September anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Apple announces a $100 million racial equity and justice initiative. Uh, Macworld, in addition to announcing scheduling details for its WWDC starting in June, Apple Thursday revealed that it has created the Racial Equity and Justice Initiative with a $100 million commitment in a video statement released on his Twitter feed. Apple CEO Tim Cook said the initiative will challenge the systemic barriers to opportunity and dignity that exist for communities of colour and particularly for the black community with special focus on issues of education, economic equality and criminal justice reform. Uh, Cook also announced that Apple will be holding a new developer entrepreneurial camp for black developers. Cook, which they did, um, they've had a couple for, especially for females. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is just an extension of that. Absolutely. Uh, Cook prefaced the camp announcement with a mention of WWDCs, but details for anyone interested in the camp have yet to be released. Cook said that the company could do more to hire for, from underpresented groups and that Apple will also be taking significant new steps on diversity and inclusion. Fantastic. Yep. So I haven't got any more stories. Yep. I'd, um, I think Hunter should be coming out any minute now. Yeah. Um, so we've got, don't forget, show yep. notes each link. Uh, this week being aussiemaxstone.com.au forward slash AMZ339. Yep. And we've got, uh, you'll see, there you'll see the last six weeks. Of <laughs> I can hear, hear me running up the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> you can email zan at aussiemaxstone.com.au or michael at aussiemaxstone.com.au. We have another special little guest here. Here we go. What's your name, mister? Is Hunter. Say hi, I'm Hunter. Hi. What's your name? Hunter. Hello, Hunter. <laughs> Good to see you. So you can also email Michael at AussieMaxZone.com.au. Yeah, you just um, from Aussie Max Zone on Spotify. Yep, and you can, uh, there, you, sorry, where, where are we Apple, at? Apple News. Apple News, yep. Yeah. Um, you can see us on um, Apple, where you get your Apple Podcasts or yeah. any podcast for that matter. We're there. We're on a YouTube. Of on Apple News this week, just yep. on the weekend. So. Yep. So there we go. We're on YouTube. We're not doing that. <laughs> and um, thanks to our supporters, you our listeners. Most importantly, yes. Yep. Now, what, what what's we, Hunter there for? And what do we say, Hunter? Say an apple a day. Oh, you don't want to? Are you all, all right. shy now? You're not shy. You're going to say it or not? You want me to say it? All right, you ready? You, you look and wave. Wave. You wave for me. Say bye. Yeah. Say an apple a day. 
keeps the androids away. Yay. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Mate. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your help. Thank you.